1: Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Super, super welcome. So glad to have all of you tune us in and turn turn us on. Listen, we got a great lineup for you today. Uh, Look. One of the things I love about being me some days is that I get asked the most bizarre questions. And, you know, when I answer people, they're always shocked. I think they expect me to have some kind of grandiose story about where I've come from and where I am. But here's the thing I love about today's show and lineup. Jim Carroll joining me here today. You're going to hear who he is. You're going to hear that because of what we talk about. So it's probably going to be less about the content and more about the reality of what it means to show up absolutely real, like us, for real. And that's why I love doing what I do. You know, for those of us out there, if you know who Jim is, you're going to know one thing. He's got this, this, this term, right? It, it, the marvel of the mind, not to be confused with Marvell. Just being clear about that. But he could be, could be a Marvell character. I'm pretty sure he might be. And if he's not, they probably should look into that. But when you go through this world and you are considered a mentalist, and we're going to talk about what that means, there's one thing that could set you apart, the believable factor, the thing that says, is this really you? Is this how you do this? And I think that's something he and I have in common when we have been asked, perhaps in our lives, to show up as something other than who we are, him, a steelworker, in Allentown, PA, one of my favorite places to go to, and then to become one of the most extraordinary minds in the world. You know, when you think about this and you think about those of us that somehow in our lives have had what we call learning challenges back Back in the day, I would have been called slow or I would have been called disabled. But I do have a little learning disability. But when we think about that, how does that have anything to do with our memory, with our emotional intelligence? How does that have to do with anything about who we become in this world? That's what this show is about. It's an invitation for those of you out there that may be down a court. Then you're thinking about what do I have to sacrifice to be me, to achieve success, to believe in myself? That's why I was so wanting to talk to Jim. Of course, you're going to hear about how phenomenal he is, right? And what he does. But most importantly, I think it's less about that and how he shows up and does it. Jim, it's so great to have you. Welcome to the show.
0: Wow, you sound so awesome already, Pat. It's <laughs> <This is> amazing. <laughs>
1: I got to go back to the question that that we started talking about before the break. And I really do mean this. I wake up some days and I I have to really pinch myself and I have a giant thank you for the universe, for God, for what I believe in, for what I hold dear to me. I have a thank you. And some days I cry about that thank you because I have to remember I really am me and I'm really here. I want to ask you. What have been the moments in your life, the challenges, so to speak, where perhaps you thought, man, am I really this good? Am I really meant to do this? Is this something that I absolutely passionate, have the courage to step out and be and say and do? What were those moments like? And how'd you get past them, Jim?
0: Wow. You know, I'm, t- I'm so thankful every single day of my life when I wake mm-hmm. up, when I go to sleep at night, it's just, I mean... Look there are a lot of people out here that probably had it and had it worse than us even. And it's look it, I'm just thankful that everything worked out like it is and, and I feel like I'm only getting started, Pat. I mean Me too. when I worked in yeah, I'm serious. I feel like it's just <laughs> the beginning. i in other words, I'm here for a reason to just spread the word, hey, you can do anything. Just put your mind to it and work a little bit and you can get you could achieve almost anything you want. I mean, I, I worked, first of all, when I went to high school in Allentown and middle school and things like that, I was always bullied. I was a big guy that got bullied because mm-hmm. I was a big guy, and it made the bullies look good. So yeah. that's why I didn't excel in school. I didn't excel at all in high school especially. I went from Cs down to Ds down to Fs, and I, I believe I was the first one to ever get an F minus one. <laughs> I, I didn't even graduate with my class, in, in my senior year, I had to go to summer school to get my diploma. So me too. What I do now has nothing to do with like I was born with this gift. I, it's not. It's a gift that you and we're all born with. Everybody has this. You just got to seek it out and work hard at it. And and I didn't know. And and be, if it wasn't for me getting bullied, and if it wasn't for me working at a steel mill and losing my job and getting laid off, I probably would have never discovered this i really mean it sometimes you have to fail to to succeed it's really bizarre it's hard to, to believe that but failure is is a positive thing in my book right now it never was what you know in the past but now it is like i'll give you an example like i worked in this so i i ended up in the steel mill like everybody else in Allentown. like the billy joel song living here in Allentown.
1: Right. But that's
0: my life it's almost like it's my life so i get down a steel mill and you got the toughest, roughest guys. So now I'm getting, I'm, I'm amongst tough and rough guys that are 10, 15, 20 years older than me, not just by age, pushing me around. And one day I just, you know, didn't take it anymore. And I, I fit right in, put it that way, without explaining what I did. Right. So life was good working at the steel mill, met my wife, who wasn't my wife at the time. And, and we had a baby, and another one was on the way. And just like the Billy Joel song, I lost my job. I'm like, oh, boy, here, here goes number one. I, so what do I do? So I took my wife's Avon account and took all her clients and began to sell her Avon because she was eight months pregnant. And I don't know if the women felt sorry for me or they liked my card tricks, but I become one of the biggest. This is really bizarre. sort of. I became one of the biggest selling Avon, probably the only guy selling it at the time. And so – I'm like, wow, this is really interesting. And 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 then they hired me to do a show for a thousand women. I'm like, well, what am I going to do? I can't just do cards. Well, don't worry. Well, we have cameras and this and that. So I see thirty-six foot screens on the side of me, and and I was bigger than life doing these card tricks. And here I am, five thousand shows later. So that became my career, going around the the East Coast, Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, doing card tricks. And then I then I started reading books. And I I met this guy at the at a sideshow at the Allentown Fair, his name was the Mighty Adam, Joseph Greenstein. Your your, your listeners could Google him. What an yeah. amazing, amazing man. This guy was like in his late 70s, and he's bending these 60-penny nails, like these six-inch pieces of steel with his bare hands. No, And, and I just got laid off from the steel, and I'm like, wow, I, I would love to do this. And and he was a little guy, and he passed the nails, on. we looked like goofballs trying to bend these spikes, you know? (laughs) And so I I didn't give up. That was my first thing I wanted to overcome. I wanted to be like this guy. So I I bought all these spikes. I had holes in my palms trying to bend these things. And one day I go, oh, my God, Lynn, my wife's name is Lynn. Look, and I could do it. And I bent the spikes. So that was the inspiration I needed, and that's what set this thing in motion, and I never looked back. So I started performing around the country, now doing card tricks and bending sixty-penny nails and sticking my hand in a fox trap, so I became this like wacky magic act, and it was really cool. And I, and then what happened was in 1990, I went to sleep. I had a show. I remember I had to go a show the next day in Philadelphia at a college called Villanova University, and I yeah. lived in a place called Catasauqua outside of Allentown. And I had this dream, and it was so real. And I so the phone rings. I'm like, "Hello," and the voice goes, "Jim, you were right. The Pennsylvania Daily Number on December 22nd was 222." <laughs> and I'm like, "Wow, I'm I'm, I'm here. it's a dream. I woke up. I'm like, what? It was so vivid, Pat. I yeah. wrote the numbers down: 222, December 22nd, PA Daily Number. Fell back asleep. My wife wakes me up in the morning, and I'm rushed to get ready. I'm I'm running late to to leave to go down to Philly, and I didn't even remember the dream. And as she all of a sudden, she's making the bed. She goes, Jim, what's this? And there's a piece of paper. said, two, two, two. And all of a sudden, the dream clicked. So I'm at Villanova that night, and I held up a thing. It was like November 7th or something. I said, play two, 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 December 22nd. I had 31 shows, like holiday parties and things like that, between then and December 22nd. And at every show, I'd hold up this thing, play two, 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 play two, two, two. Believe it or not, on December 22nd, <laughs> two, two, two came up. Now, what is that all about? So that everybody started nicknaming me psychic madman. Now I'm not a psychic and I'm not a madman. The madman came because of, I worked in a steel mill and I stuck my hand in a box strap and bent spikes. And now everybody thought I was a psychic because I predicted this lottery. So I went around the country as the psychic madman and, and, <laughs> and, and it's, it's just crazy. And then the story happened. Uh, like one day life was good. I'm 49 years old at the time. I, I started having these chest pains. I'm like, "What the mm. heck is going on?" You know, I'm a big guy at the time. You know, I'm eating a lot of Philly cheesesteaks, and you know, living down there in Allentown, I eat like 40 <laughs> hot dogs. I was a big eater, and I wasn't exercising or anything like that. And so, what happened? I go to the doctor, and they told me I had. They they took me to the cardiologist, and they gave, put me through all these tests, and they told me I had this thing called cardiomyopathy. Now I didn't wow. know. Wow!
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And I go, "What the heck is that?" They go. He goes, you got the heartbeat of my 93-year-old grandmother. I'm like, mm-hmm. wow. I said, that's not good. I'm only 49. I got four kids at home. I go, any more good news? He goes, yeah. You have a super enlarged heart, not just an enlarged heart, a super enlarged heart. I said, see, that means I'm a super nice guy. I got a big heart. He goes, no, this is serious. So I went home. I told my wife, that's it. No more, no more eating like I did. So I started changing my diet, but most importantly, I started doing this exercise bike. This was bizarre. I mean, I'm on this bike pedaling away, boring as can be. I mean, the most boring thing in the world. And so, I get out my deck of cards, and I start looking through them. This is a this is amazing how this happened. This is the the beginning, the genesis of my whole career right now. Beginning at the age of 49, about to turn 50. Now, remember, I worked in a steel mill, barely made it out of high school. It's not like I was a smart guy by any means. All right. And I start looking through these cards, and I thought, well, this would be really cool. I'm going to try to memorize these 10 cards in a row, like Jack of Duo Duel Clothes, Rio Clothes, Queen of Bama, Four, and I would do that, then I'd memorize more. So what had happened was it kept getting better and better and better. And before you know it, I'm looking down, and I, wow, I was on the bike for an hour. So it was occupying my time and keeping me from being bored. That's how it all started. I only got into the memory to keep from being bored on the bike. What had happened was after about a week or two, I started developing these systems in my head of how to memorize the cards. And I thought, well, I'm not going to get off this bike until I could memorize the whole deck of cards. So I'd shuffle them up. And I'd start looking through them before, you know, and one day I was on for like two and a half hours and things like that. And then, then it got down to two, then it got down to one and a half. Believe it or not, it got down to less than a minute, and I could actually memorize these cards because the systems that that I was memorizing in my head, it was becoming like natural, to see to look at the cards, and I was seeing patterns of four, five, six, seven. In other words, I was being becoming awake, like my brain was becoming awake. I didn't know your brain was capable of stuff like this. All right. Then I thought, I thought, well, if I could do this, I'm going to try to memorize all the countries and capitals in the world. So I did the same thing. I made flashcards up, like on the, I put number one, one to fifty, and then on the back I would put a country, like. Like Uruguay, the capital is Montevideo. Paraguay, Asuncion. Azerbaijan, Baku. And I would memorize these, and once again, I would force myself to keep doing this. And I can't stop pedaling this bike, and I can't get off the bike until I memorize 50 countries and capitals. And before you know it, I'm up well over 200, and I think it got it got up to 233. Now they change every year; you have new countries and, and yeah, less yeah. countries. You know, yeah. And so, so then I thought, well, I got to get into something else. Listen to this. I started memorizing pie you know three or four or 6. I was doing a hundred digits a day I couldn't get off the bike until see what you get the idea what I was doing I was forcing myself to stay on the bike not knowing that this was exercising my brain at the time and perhaps I'm gonna work a miracle which I'll tell you shortly so then I started memorizing everything I could get my hands on, Hall of Famers, movies, Oscar winners, this, that.
1: And oh, then, man.
0: yeah, it was bizarre. It was like, it was fun. I was I was tapping into energy yeah, around me. Yeah.
1: I am becoming I'm listening energized. You, i got to tell you, I'm listening to you, Jim, and I, I, I'm like thinking, i got to get me a bike. That's how much fun I'm <laughs> thinking. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. This guy is no, having it, this much fun. But this, it didn't stop there. It didn't no. stop
0: there. Yeah, that's it's 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 the beginning, because yeah, what happened was I started incorporating a lot of this stuff into my show. Like I've like the United States Military Academy, West Point. I've been there sixty-seven times in my career. It's one of my favorite wow. places to perform, because at the when you're there, the all fifty states are represented. So people would stand up, sir. Give me your zip code. And you go, one, two, three, nine, seven. I go, hey, is that Schenectady, New York? Oh, my God. Somebody else stands (laughs) up. And that would be so much fun. So I incorporated it in the show as this mentalist who does these things that are beyond belief. And so what had happened was at the age of 59, I was about to turn 60. And my life insurance, I got this letter, my life insurance was running out, and I had to renew it. And it was like tripled or quadrupled the price. Yeah. It was insane how much they wanted. And I go, what's this all about? They go, what a cardiomyopathy, you have your health. I go, that was 10 years ago. <laughs> you know, that, and they looked at me like I'm crazy. So I actually went to the doctor. Now, I haven't been to a cardiologist or anything for 10 years. Now, that may be dumb. I wouldn't advise people to do that. I, that was me. I was just weird like that. Yeah, you know, I went to the doctor on a regular basis, but not the car And so I go to the doctor. I said, hey, could I see the The cardiologist. I, he goes, you having a problem? I go, yeah. I said, I have chest pain, but I really didn't. I mm-hmm. wanted to get this test done again. And the guy looks at me and he goes, wow. He goes, you look younger than you did 10 years ago. And I started telling him the whole story. He remembered me. And he starts giving me the cardio echo and all of a sudden I heard what the, an explicit word and he, I go What? he goes, I've never seen this before. He goes, I've heard it, but I've never seen it personally. I go, what? He goes, a reversal of an enlarged heart. I go, really? I go, what about the cardiomyopathy? He goes, your heart's as healthy as mine. You know, whatever you're doing. And my blood pressure was like a 13-year-old boy. It's like, what is going on here? So now it turned me on and got me more excited. I'm like, wow, I did something really cool here, you know? So I started working out even better, like lifting weights again. Here I am about to turn 60, and I start (laughs) lifting weights. What is going on (laughs) with my life? So, and then I go, and, and then, so life was really good. I got, I got really energized and and I got to know all these doctors, all these cardiologists, all, all these brain, uh, like some of the top neurologists, neuropsychologists in the world. In fact, I'm, I'm best friends with a lot of them today. I, I started doing keynotes for, on the brain and I started studying the brain path because I was a memory yeah. guy. So I thought, why not study the brain and try to find out myself what's going on here? Why, why did this happen? You know why am I able to retain all this information? And so what had happened was uh, I had a friend Montel Williams. Uh, I, I was playing yeah. poker uh, at a charity event with Montel Williams. I'm like, oh my god, I was this guy's so cool, right? And he sees this big crowd around me because I, I play a lot of poker for charity. All right. And what I would do is I would do card tricks at the event and play poker. And it's a long story. I mean, I could be on for 10 hours telling you my whole story.
1: I'm not even going to go to a break. That That's <laughs> what we're doing today, because we got to tell this story. You know, well, let me just say this one thing, and I want you to continue. Yeah. You and I have so many similarities in being knocked down and then getting back. Look, I've been fired from every job I've had, but there's something about 1990, just like you, that changed my life. Now, I'm not an astrologer. I don't know what it is, but I wouldn't be here today if I didn't have the kind of vision that you had or dream, so to speak. Look, I dialed a wrong phone number 15 years ago, and I didn't hang up, and I bought my first hour of airtime. I'm from New York. We hang up on wrong phone numbers. But that's why I want you to tell this story. Because we have so many people right now, Jim, Jim Carroll's here for those of you just tuning in, that want to give up, right? That really have lost hope. And you and I, my our friends, I don't know about your friends. My friends don't ask me when I'm gonna retire anymore. They ask me, what are you doing new now? Because I like you warming up. So let's keep rolling.
0: Yeah, well, that's it's amazing because wow, I'd love to hear more about this 1990 thing too. Because now you got me thinking because I have other stories of people that said that 1990. What what, what was with that year? It's amazing. So 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 I'm playing poker at at it was for the Wahlbergs out out, outside of Boston, and I do a Mm. lot of charity events like that. I was doing charity events on the side, and so I meet Montel, and he's like, "Who is this guy with this big crowd of people around him?" He comes up and he's watching me. And all of a sudden he just he just loved it. So we had we had breakfast the next morning, we'd talk, we become really, really dear friends. And he goes, and he's suffered from he's suffering from that you know, he's suffering yep. from a brain disorder as well. Yep. So so he goes, Jim, he goes, How would you like to come with me down the Walter Reed? I'm like, Are you kidding me? My wife was just telling me about that. A lot, I think six months ago, my wife was telling me you should go down to Walter Reed. She, she watched the Oprah show, and Oprah was at Walter Reed helping the military, you know, su- suffering, you know, from PTSD and 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 well, it was just amazing. It was a, su- such a heartfelt show. And my wife goes, "You should go down." And I go, "Lynn, you can't just go down to Walter Reed. You have to be invited. You have to." You know. Right. And here, what a coincidence! If you, if it is a coincidence, Montel asked, "Hey, do you want to go down to Walter Reed?" So I'm like, "Yeah, I'm I'm there." So I fly down there and he, he paid for all my expenses and everything. What a cool guy he was. And here we are Walter Reed Medical Center uh, uh, in Bethesda. And and I'm doing my thing, doing card tricks for the Wounded Warriors. And what a blast it was. And then we went out afterwards to a steakhouse and stuff like that. Two weeks later, he calls me again. Jim, you want to go down to Walter Reed? I'm there. Of course I do. And we were doing this on a regular basis. And it was just so cool. And then and the the... the you have to see it. I mean, you talk about never giving up. These these wounded warriors, they'll if ne- they'll never I mean, I don't even know where to begin. I mean my mind's right now filled with a million things to talk about, from Invictus games to warrior games to, to all this stuff I'm involved let's talk. with. I mean let's talk Yeah, you never you never ever ever give up. It's don't give up, ever, never. It's there's so much out here. And and so I I went back, then he took me into a hospital, to, to, into an actual hospital room where, where some of the warriors just came back from Afghanistan and they had wounds. And, and I'm like, there's this boy, I don't want to mention names or anything, there's this boy sitting there, I say, when I say boy, he could have been my son, you know what I mean? Like in his early 20s, all blown up, white as a ghost, pale as could be, and just staring at the wall and his mom and dad were in the room and the nurse and then Montel's at his bedside called me over. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, I can't yeah. show him tricks. What am I gonna right. do? So I started talking about a, a, a movie I was in. I don't know if you could say it over the air, but but uh, I was in a movie. And and when I, I told the boy, say his name was Jason for, for, yeah. For now. Yeah. I go, Jason, did you ever see the movie? Blah blah blah. Yeah. I go, I was I made a cameo appearance in it. I was the guy that threw cards. Yeah, you could I, say I, the I,
1: movie. You could say the oh, movie. Oh, Jackass,
0: name. Jackass yeah. number two. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't know if you could. Okay. So yeah. I was in Jackass number two. I mean, I don't, that yeah, was I'm cool an movie. independent
1: yeah. radio host. I own my oh, own okay.
0: network. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so I'm throwing cards in the movie at, at, at Wee Man, and he's getting shocked on the chair. It's an invention I made. I have all these inventions, and this thing actually gives you shocks on your butt and, and things like that. So all of a sudden, the kid looks at me, and he smiled. And I'm like, so wow, I, I think I reached him. So we start talking and he starts saying, you mean, you know, Bam and steve And I go, yeah, I was in the movie with them. I said, I was the guy that threw the cards. And then I brought my bear traps and we started having a conversation. So I found his it. I reached him. So I started showing him tricks. And wow. oh, was just, he was just lit up. And finally I said, I said, now I'm going to bring your mom over here. When she comes over here, just say queen of hearts. Now, Pat, I have the ability to let, have anybody pick a card that I want. I can force cards on people. So I go to the mom. I say, "Mom, take a card." She goes, "I can't, I can't." I go, "Take a card." She takes a card, and then I go, "I go, Jason, what's your mom's card?" He goes, "Is it the Queen of Hearts?" That was oh it. Niagara gosh. Falls. It was just amazing. And then that's when I knew, hey, there's more to this than just doing magic tricks. And yeah. now, I met a woman down there. Her name was Elaine Rogers. She's the president and CEO of USO Metro for like 42 years. I mean, since Bob Hope, and we became such dear, 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 dear friends. And she would bring me down there every month, and I would do classes helping the warriors with traumatic brain injury and PTSD, and and that's how everything began. And then I, then I was asked to go on tours over to Afghanistan, Qatar, Italy. You're talking a guy. I'm in my sixties at the time, and I've <laughs> never been out of the United States, and I'm finding myself in <laughs> Afghanistan. Turkey, <laughs> this was so cool, and I'm and I'm traveling with the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Joe Dunford. Was, what a, you talk about the, He is the coolest guy in the world. The nicest people. I met such nice people, and so that was like my reward. I'm here, I am, and my reward is meeting all these fantastic people in my life. Here's a guy that worked in a steel mill, never got barely made out of high school. And now I'm flying around the country with the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Joe Dunford, Scarlett Johansson, Chris. Eff, you know. Captain America, you know what I mean? It's like what, we're it's like I'm in La La Land. Like, what what am I doing on this plane? You know, I mean? I'm not supposed to be here. And, and I was the guy that was like the MC for the show. And it just it's just what a life. You never ever give up because this could ha- anything could happen. You don't know unless you go for it. And you got to work. You got to work at it. Like like yeah. your brain, your memory. I teach memory classes now. I call it brain boot camps and stuff like that. And I talk all around. I just wrote a book. It's going to be coming out on September 25th is called Ultimate Memory Magic. It's my first real book. You know what I mean? I have self-published this. Yeah, tell real. me about
1: this book because I'm really glad you're doing this. Um, a yeah, couple of reasons. You, you know, we are in, uh, in, and I think you can relate to this. We're at a point now where people are trying to integrate, absorb, process more information than the human brain has ever been asked to process and they have no tools whatsoever. And you know, the result of this, right? You know, if we want to talk about it is it's not the result is that the brain (laughs) the brain shrivels up and turns into a grape. But the result is psychological now, right? Because what we're finding is that people are not able to process things in their lives. And so what's happening is, and you know this, right? Increase depression, increase in in doubt and fear. And people ask me all the time, they say, Pat, look, you went to school for this. What do you think is happening with people? I said, think about it. If you had a three-year-old child and you decided to bombard that child with more information and stimulation than that child's brain at that time could ever possibly handle without any tools, without any way to really absorb it in an effective way, what do you think would happen to that child? How many temper tantrums do you think you possibly could stand? And that's <laughs> why I wanted you to talk about this and talk about the next book, because we have got to find a way for all of us to be able to not simply adapt and simulate, but excel, Jim,
0: excel. Exactly, Don't exactly. you think, right? No, w- without a doubt, and and I'm going to... I'm not going to sit here and say this book will get you there. No, the book won't get you there. They have to get themselves there. The book oh, yeah. is just a little guide to help and, and charge them up a little bit, but you have to do it yourself. This book that I wrote, ultimate memory magic and Dr. Daniel Amon, he's a dear friend of mine. He has Amen yeah. clinics all over. I met him and he did the forward for the book. And we have a course together called Jim Carroll's master memory course. And it's Daniel and myself talking in front of it. And he, he's he's, so I met a lot of brilliant people. And so what I do is, like, you meet, like, Dr. Daniel Lehman. You meet Dr. Tom DeGrobert. He's the director of the NICO Center down at Walter Reed. Mm-hmm. You meet Calixto Machado from Cuba. You you meet Dr. Jim Hart from, from uh, Sedona, Arizona. And what do I do? I take all the positives that each one of these people have, and I take it. see, Because I believe everybody has positive abilities in them. I don't look at the negative in people. Too many people today look at the negative in people. Oh, no. You can't do that. You got to look at the positive. And that's why I came up with this thing. I call it ESPN. All right. I said ESPN <laughs> is the key to a better, healthier brain life and life overall. And e, e is for exercise. Not only physical, but the main thing is mental exercise, All right, Exercise in your brain. The S in ESPN is for sleep. I know everybody says, well, I don't need sleep. I could go with two hours of sleep. Oh, yeah? Well, I'm going to tell you what. You should be getting seven hours of sleep every day, seven to eight hours. And I'll explain all of these in a second. Then, then the P is the most important letter of all. That's for positive, positive, positive. I can't express that enough. Like positive thought, positive attitude, even positive memories. If you're depressed and down, look at a photo album from the, from, from the past, family photos when you're – you know, positive memories could just like whew, it just like makes you smile. It does something to you. Positive belief is the main thing. You gotta believe. You gotta you gotcha. trust me. It, this is this is real. And then yeah. the end, Eamon likes when I say the end because it's it's about nutrition. Now I'm not talking about dieting and all this other you, you look at, everybody's so different. Everybody has a different brain, a different body. Mm-hmm. You do what works for you. Like I found this thing that works for works for me. It's a thing called epicatechin. And you, you guess you, your listeners could Google that epicatechin. And what it, it does is it dilates your blood vessels going to your heart, increases oxygen flow to your brain. I mean, I did a lot of research on all of this stuff because that's all I do now. I study the brain. And what I found about this epicatic it, it enhances these things called neurotransmitters that we all have in our brain, all right? Neurotransmitters, your brain is like a pharmacy, all right? You have GABA, gamma, and acid. It's like your brain's own value. You got dopamine. You got serotonin. Your brain is a pharmacy, I, and I never knew this stuff, all right? you in, in fact, my next book, Kai, you're going to love it, Sex, Neurotransmitters, and Rock and Roll. That's going to be my next book, <laughs> So, but but anyway- uh, so let's go. I, 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 don't I got, the, get I got the
1: first yeah. and the third. I got the first and the third from, you know, like my Woodstock <laughs> years, but I'm going to have to read the book for the rest of that. But what did, yeah, that would... what did you discover about this? Because, you know, see, I love that you and I are talking about this for two reasons. First of all, I want to thank you for sharing this. I, I really do. I know that you are a busy a busy guy, I know you travel the world, and for you to take this time, and share your story of strength and hope is really important. Um, the other thing is I often think that I'm in Gaga land because people tell me that look, you you know, you you can't be called Dr. Positivity. That's just not sexy in this world. So thank you for <laughs> reinforcing that. Because I, I mean, I don't want to do angry talk radio, Jim. No, I, I just positive. don't. But this book. Are you going to be sharing? And and the reason I'm asking is we, we have to help people. We really have to help them optimize this seven, eight, or nine-pound thing they have on their shoulders. We really do, Jim.
0: You know, and, and that's what this is all about. It, it talks a little. Look, it. Forget, I don't tell the story about me to brag. I tell it to motivate and inspire that anybody mm-hmm. could do it. And so the book has a little bit about the story of, of, of things of kind of what we just touched on. But then mm-hmm. it really gets into, into the details, how I did what I did and how everybody could do what I do. Like anybody at any age can change their brain and change their life. Anyone. But you have to be, you got the key word there, positive. I know people yeah. heard that, be positive, be positive. What does that mean? No, it's, it's, a, it's just be positive. I mean, nobody can be as negative as I was after getting laid off from Bethlehem Steel. Oh and, yeah, and you know what I mean? That's I. I mean, I used to flip the finger when people cut me off. That's negative. You can't always want to fight somebody and flip fingers. And it's, it's the sooner I got out of that mentality, the better I was getting. Like I try to every day. I wake up. I try to be less negative every day. That's my goal. I mean, mm-hmm. doesn't always work. Don't get me wrong. But everybody has problems and issues. But you got to try to. If you could overcome these things, resilience is the word. I love that word resilience. I mean, I've done it twice in my life and it. I'm working on my I'm working on my third right now, resilience. Because I want to prove to seniors that, hey, you're not old at sixty-six. Come on, man. I, I feel like I'm just getting started. I, I feel no. like a kid. Yeah. So and here's the cool thing, Pat. The guy that inspired me way back when, when I got laid off at the steel mill, the mighty Adam, I'm sixty-six years old. And I am now bending the sixty penny nails. I became that. <laughs> it's crazy. But I would never do nobody could do that unless you put your mind to it. You gotta believe in yourself and be positive. You can do anything if you put your mind to it. Now here's something else too. Listen yeah. to this. You yeah. talk about positive belief and you talk about about being able to manifest things with your with your brain being positive. My whole memory system. When when people get the book Ultimate Memory Magic, we can't talk. I, I could talk for 20 hours and can't won't even get halfway through the. Look, it, it's based on a system that I developed. Okay, it's an anchor system based on ce- celebrities. Here's what happened: when I was mm-hmm. turning 50 and on that bike, I wanted to retain a lot of this information because it was really cool. So I came up with this system. Like I I took out my People magazine. Like number one was Denzel Washington. And mm. in other words, I could put the celebrities anywhere I wanted. So I put Denzel Washington at number one because Washington was the first president, blah 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 yeah. blah blah. Yeah. Brad Brad Pitt was number two. So I, I put Brad Pitt at number two because B for Brad, second letter of the alphabet, two syllables, Brad Pitt, two T's and yeah. you get the idea. And I made this yeah. whole system of celebrities from one to one hundred the most famous people. During that time when I was about to turn 50, like Michael Jordan, I, I put him in number 23. How easy is that to remember? So the first <laughs> thing I wanted to do is remember these 100 celebrities to 1 to 100 as easy as possible. That became my anchor system. From there, everything I wanted to learn, I would put to these celebrities, put it in movies. put. I mean, I can't get into it right now. It's so amazing how easy it is to retain information. And, and what happens is the fringe benefit to exercising your brain every day is, is well, well, first of all, like, like a lot of these neurological disorders, all right, your brain mass shrinks. Yes. Your cognitive abilities diminish, and your brain age speeds up. From doing this since the age of 50, I am now 66, my brain age has not only slowed up, it reversed. I've been tested three times. I have the brain age right now of a 39-year-old man. Do you think that think that just comes to you from taking a pill or something? No, you have to work at it. The brain mass is like four times as thick as a normal person, and the cognitive abilities obviously are through the roof. So i got the complete end, opposite end of the spectrum of most neurons. So there's something here for everybody. Just yeah. look at exercising your brain. And when I say exercise your brain, I'm – I mean, really push it. I mean, you exercise your brain to memorize something new. Your brain has to see something new. And then what happens is it stimulates this thing called neurogenesis and neuroplasticity. All right. And that's good for you. Trust me. And and so what happens is like even something as simple as learn a new word every day, read a book, you know, stuff like that. If, if you have to exercise your brain, even like working crossword puzzles and playing Scrabble, even stuff like that helps you. But I really push myself because I, I found out, now I speak at MIT a lot, and I have such good friends. I have like Robert and Jamie. He's one of the top scientists. I mean, I mean, I learn from other people in conversations. I, I built this network up of people. And like I said about 10 minutes ago, I take all the best stuff from everybody, the best of the best, and I just keep it in my head and I try to figure things out. It's amazing what you're capable of. And that's my fun. I make it fun. But the energy is through the roof. Like if you would see me perform this energy, it's like it's like you're 10 years old. Where does this energy come from? I still didn't find that out. It has something to do with your brain. That same energy, hey, maybe, maybe that helped help my heart. These Who knows? But yeah. it's all about, you got to, you know, you got to, the thing but is
1: you got to be positive. don't you, you think positive. it's all, Jim? Don't you think, you know, what, when I'm listening to you, here, here here's what I'm really struck by. And boy, this is a powerful message for people listening. This is what I love about this. When I I think about what you just shared, I just want to let everybody know, if you want to find out more about Jim, it's really easy to do. Go to Jim's website, Jim Carroll, and that's Carol with a K, K K-A-R-O-L.com. You're going to be able to look at his programs, find out more about him, get a hold of his books. When I listen to you, and that's why I wanted you to share this from beginning to where we are, because you did this over a period of time one step at a time and believing in yourself one step at a time. And so what you did is you built up a form of what I call, you know, I call it, you know, this momentum a minute. That's what I call it. You know, momentum a minute for me is when my, net, my the moment I'm in now has more momentum than the last moment for me to thrive in life. And I and like the reason that. I had to do that is because I was like you. I was failing left and right. My health failed just like yours. I wasn't supposed to be walking. But I think the message is what you said about believing. Believing. I had to believe just like you that whatever the doctors told me, I had to believe that there was a solution. And honestly, I found my naturopath because the angel lady told me to go look something up on the Internet. But belief and belief in yourself and one's ability, we're not teaching this anymore in school. You know yeah. that, right?
0: No, positive belief is the key to everything. It's just yeah. So, yeah. It's so, you know, it, it, let me tell you something. First of all, just having that positive belief and that positive attitude is like it it, it 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 like enhances everything. It enables you to think better. It boosts creativity, your confidence, your self-esteem. All right, it it impacts your stress. You're over. I mean, just just the positive. It does all of that. Now you do all the rest of the stuff. My gosh, it's amazing what you can do. It's it just you know I can't I can't express it enough. I mean, this is this is just so important. And 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 I've seen the results with so many people. I've seen the results. Mm-hmm. With, with with a couple kids that had Asperger's. i seen the results with yeah. a lot of the wounded warriors, like yeah. this one wounded warrior. He comes in he, yeah. he and he had the positive belief. I taught him how to count cards. Okay. Just as a fun thing because he, his doctor told him there was no hope for his memory. And I didn't mm-hmm. say nothing to him about that. I just said, come on, take the course. He took the course. This is a true story. I teach him how to count cards. Now, I shuffled the cards, removed the card, put a timer there. He had one minute to to look through that deck and tell me what cards missing. Forty four seconds later, Pat, he
1: mm-hmm. goes,
0: "Mr. Carroll, that's the two of hearts." I flip it over; it's the two of hearts. Nobody's going to tell me there's no hope for somebody's memory, but it's all positive belief and just you got to have the passion, and that's what I do. I try to install passion in people. You have to become passionate about this. You have to want it really bad. I mean this. No matter how bad you think it is out here, it, there's always somebody worse off than you, trust me, number yeah, one. Yeah. And and you have to just get yourself out of that one step at a time. Like you did it, you call it one minute. I, I mine is one person at a time. I help one person If yeah. you can help one person every day. You know, maybe the next day you help two, you know. And that's that's what this is all about. It's it's really I agree. Man, I am so happy I met you. I mean, forget I, about the radio show you, and everything look, else. You're, you're, you're. But I'm looking for people like you. Uh, oh,
1: what, <laughs> what you. What do you mean? Are we? Are we? It's almost like we we're just a having a phone conversation. Oh. Yeah. Hey, look. Here's the thing, too. And I know we've got a, a short period of time. I hope you'll come back. You know, the thing I love about this is because. um I agree, and uh, you know when I told you a little bit about dialing the phone, wrong phone number, I had created a business card. I was I was at the the most depressed in my life I could be. I had graduated from a doctoral program that most people said I shouldn't have gotten into. It took me 14 years to get an undergraduate degree. I worked for the phone company from the mailroom up. You know, I, after I lost my job that 1990 thing, Jim, I looked in the mirror. And I had become unrecognizable to myself. I had worked my way up for money and promotions. And one day I just looked in the mirror and I became a rebel. I walked in and I told my boss, I'm just not implementing a downsizing program. But here's what I love about what we're talking about. You know what I had on the back of a business card because I started this crust busting thing because I was so crusted over. Everybody told me, Pat girl, you just graduated a doctoral program, your research won awards, you know, you did postdoctorate, you're being offered these big consulting jobs, but they didn't understand what I studied, Jim. I studied the consequences of broken promises for 10 years, twelve hundred pages of interview notes about betrayal. See. I didn't have what I have now and what you're talking about. And I really believe that your message and your idea about warming up, you're on the verge of doing something really, really magnificent in the world. And that's what I love. And I'm so glad you're sharing it. Because in the end, on the back of that business card, I wrote one thing. I wanted to reach a million people and help them live life full out. So I dial a wrong phone number into an internet only show in 2003 right I pull out a credit card and I pay close to ten thousand dollars for 13 weeks and I haven't I haven't looked back but you see we haven't changed any of that we I, I am like you I every day try to figure out how to help more people isn't that what you're doing yeah that's what you're that's doing important. every day, you're reinventing something to try to reach more and more people to help more and more people.
0: Yeah, from from, uh, from senior resource to military bases yeah. to first responder volunteer organizations. I, I was never about money. I didn't care. I just wanted to go do my thing. I had this ability that came from somewhere, and I had to share it. You know what I mean? I didn't. Yeah. I mean, come on. How, where does this come from? I mean, what? Like, what <laughs> if every day? Think about this a second. What if every day, everybody in the audience, your, your audience, this is to them. What if every day your brain kept getting stronger and so powerful that you began to do things you once thought impossible? That is what this is all about. This is the capabilities of your brain. Your brain is magnificent. That thing on your head, all your answers are inside your own head and with the people around your life. And the more people you get around your life, the bigger the connection base, the more likely you're going to find the answers. It's all about socializing with people, be, be having friends, but positive friends. Yeah, It has to be positive. It has to be yeah. good, positive friends. That that word positive, I can't emphasize that. That that word is just so misunderstood. Everybody throws that word around, positive, positive, positive. No, I'm really saying positive, yeah. capital P-O-N. You have to be positive, and anybody – we all have that capability and everybody has their their, their their adversities and ups and downs in life and and it's, and everybody makes mistakes and 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 the, the, it's the person that can overcome those mistakes see the mistakes are cool I, I learned by if it wasn't for I learned by by bad people in my life you know what I mean my you know I have too. With people in building yeah you learn from it it's like it's yeah. like having a garden and you just pull the weeds and let the flowers grow. In other words, the good people in your life become closer and you get rid of That's part of life. You're, everybody's going to meet bad people, con people, and stuff like that. But you got to just overcome it. You got to just keep, never give up. You got to keep trying, keep trying. I'm 66, and I swear I am in the best physical shape of my life. Yeah. Mentally, I don't even know where this is heading. I feel like I'm just getting started. But I, but I make it happen. I, I make it happen. Every morning I wake up, I make it happen. Every night before I go to bed, I do this thing I call memitation. Mm. Not meditation, memitation. And it's just like meditation, except it's my own little thing where I practice something I memorize. Like, like one day, I was in a, such a bad mood, I felt the negative energy spiraling down. And so I, I'm like in my head, I'm going... I'm going Delaware, Dover, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Trent, <laughs> Georgia, Atlanta. I'm, doing, I'm going through all 50 states of the union in order with the capitals. And then I go on Washington, I'm Madison, Monroe, i did did all the press. Before you know it, I was out of a bad mood, didn't even know what I was mad about. I mean, I call that meditation. I mean, it's just, you got to just take a step back, take a breath, relax, think positive. I'm telling you, it's. ESPN that's what life's about ESPN, it, you know I'm it telling is you. about
1: this and you know I'll tell you what we're not going to give up on this because um it, you know there has and you've just nailed it it's not just about the idea of positivity it's the belief you know I love that movie uh what is it called with with the uh, Bradley Cooper right you know yeah, where yeah. You, you know Excelsior right? Uh, I, I love that. And he talks about positivity. But one of the things you said is so important, and, and this is really key for everybody. It really is an invitation to make a decision, a conscious decision and commitment that you are going to invite positivity in your life. Even if you have to start, like you just said, Jim, even if you have to start, you know, at one step at a time, just catch yourself, you know, and Catch Yourself at that point, and some of the things you're sharing, people can learn from your books, right? I mean, you teach this, you've written about things like this in your books, and people can find them on your website and Amazon. But here's yeah, my Barnes question and you
0: know, I, com, hey, and what, it, what it basically is, Pat, it's, yeah. it's, I, here's what I here's my subtitle on it. I'm looking at yeah. it right now the transformative program for sharper me- memory, mm-hmm. mental clarity, and greater focus at any age.
1: And I emphasize
0: yeah. any. It doesn't matter how old you are, but every single person in your listening audience right now, they're yeah. all special. Everybody is yeah. special, uniquely yeah. unique to everyone else. And yeah. you all have this ability, and everybody just has to find it. And it comes, like you said, believing in yourself. You got to believe in yourself, positive belief. And I'm going to tell you, you can accomplish things one day at a time. And before you know it, wow. I- I never thought in a million years I, I can do what I, I'm doing right now. Never. Are you kidding me? And one last thing. Yeah. The 100 celebrities that I use in my memory thing at, at the age of 50, as of today, I've met and become friends with 93 of them. What the heck is that? What is that? Yeah. You tell me because I, I have think no it's idea what that's I'll, I'll tell
1: you what it is. It's called resilience. Man. I'll tell it's you, resilience. What if- I mean, come on, you and I doing a show today with the best listening audience in the world, reaching over 140 countries right now. We distribute our network to over 100 media outlets. You, from where you came from, I stuttered. You talk about getting bullied. You know, I stuttered. But you see that stuttering thing that happened to me when I was a kid. It flipped around as I got older because when you stutter, you learn how to listen carefully because people ask you anywhere from eight to ten questions (laughs) before you answer because they think you don't hear them. So they change the question (laughs) because it takes you so long to answer, right? So what I learned as a kid was every time I went to answer a question, there were eight to ten different questions. And so my mind was processing eight to ten different questions. So when I answered, I had synthesized eight questions into my answer. Now, who knew stuttering would give me that?
0: That's amazing. <laughs> That's a, I can't I can't wait. Till we got to meet. We got to meet in person. You we are got, so awesome. I mean, cubby. it's like where have you been? Geez, this is great.
1: I've been like you. I've been working my, you know, what off <laughs> to to deliver a positive. Talk radio network to the world, and I got to tell no, you, so I'm like, nice. I'm like please you, please. man. And I'm just warming up. And by the way, you know, like you know, like you're on the the bike and you're doing that thing. I have a sport like that that I do. It saved my life. Table tennis.
0: I love pink pong. Oh my God, Dr. Table. Daniel Amy kicked my butt. I thought I was the best pink oh, box player so oh, I played him. And you're table oh, tennis too. This is oh my God, Let's
1: get Dr. Dan. Let's have like a tournament. I'm ready.
0: <laughs> hey, I'll tell no, you what. I'm... Hey, ping pong is good for your brain too. It it's makes very you focus. Good. Makes you hey anything that's good for your brain. And I was the most the shyest, most backward person in the world. <laughs> and look, I overcome it. Now I speak in front of thousands of people in the yes, audience. You do. Just let it go. I mean, anybody, yeah. anybody's free to contact me. Call, email yeah. me. I'll help anybody. Get the book, Ultimate Memory Magic. it will give you a, a start right off the bat when it comes out. And my, my yeah. gosh, keep doing what you're doing, Pat. I love what you're doing. Too, that is so awesome.
1: Let's you're make so sure awesome. everybody here, look, go to Jim Carroll's website, JimCarroll, uh, dot com. And one of the things I want to say to everybody that's listening, I know you're listening. You've got children. You may have grandchildren. You know that they are in a world right now. Where they are faced with more information that they could process. You're already worrying about how this child or grandchild is going to get into college. And I'm saying to you, please don't worry. Get a hold of Jim. Look at his programs. Look at what he's doing to help people. And this is really about that story of perseverance, positivity, and resilience. Jim, I, thank you for today. I have one last question for you. Uh, sure. I, I have so many more. But but I, I want to thank you so much. I didn't even dent the surface
0: of what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> this is amazing. We just got into it, and it's crazy. Uh,
1: I, I, I know. It's great, though, right? Um, <laughs> I, look, a lot of things we could say. But I want to ask you your personal message for people today. You know, what do you want to leave folks with today?
0: Well, the, the, once again, that word I said 100 times, positive believe in yourself, be positive, believe, never give up. I mean, if it's out there or anything, talk to people. The more people you could surround yourself with, like people that are positive and then you have, like, I like when I get, get the, even I get down and stuff and I have people to bounce yeah. it off of and talk to. You need that in your life. You need people around. You can't be isolated by yourself and keep your problems all locked up inside. You got to share them with somebody. And, yep. and this is so important like right now I have you Pat I can call, I feel like I can call you hey Pat I'm going through a little time and that's exactly what it's all about that's yep. what it's all about don't give up there's always somebody here that went through the same thing and and rebounded from it and you can do the same thing and that's what this is all about and, it is and listen to Pat's radio show I'm gonna I was you know what if I'm gonna start listening to your show now I, I this <laughs> is fantastic I can't believe this that we had this conversation. You, you you, just, I can't believe I found somebody that thinks like me, like this, and that. I and went through the same stuff. It's crazy that, this is crazy. So, it's great but because, hey.
1: Jim, I think sometimes we think we're alone in this journey, and I'm so thrilled and honored to meet you. And I'm going to make sure, I think we've got your contact information. I'm going to make sure we, get together and get dr dan we're gonna play some ping pong i'll say i'll send you a picture of me getting my gold medal here in washington
0: state (laughs) (laughs) that's so fantastic oh man good goodbye to all your listening audience you got an amazing amazing host here i mean i jeez that is so amazing that people have you to to tune into that's so awesome of you
1: yeah, I'll tell you what, they are what keeps me energized and moving. They even now are coming to my tournament, my ping-pong tournaments, Jim.
0: <laughs> you probably <laughs> kicked my butt in ping pong, And I thought I was good until I met Dr. Amen. Oh, my gosh, he kicked my butt. I mean, I wasn't even but, close, yeah. 21 to 4, 21 to 3. I mean, ah! but it's no fair. He had his cat, he had his pet cat jumping up on the table every once in a while, interfering. Oh, so I'll never... oh
1: my God, I can't <laughs> wait. We're going to have to get him. Good Thank defensive you. move oh, right there, everybody.
0: good defensive move.
1: Oh, my God. Jim Carroll, everybody. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back.
0: The preceding audio was via a Skype call.